morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Seaside episode of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me, as always, is my good buddies. Let's go, Willie, then Nate. Introduce yourselves, good sirs, even though I just did. Hey, I'm Willie. Um, I'm your new co-host, and I'm having a good time. I think I did that exact same response to that exact same pun on the last episode. I am a worthless piece of trash. I'm oost to it. <laughs> oh, there it is. Same. Yeah. All right, well, let's slam for another episode, y'all. It's your boy Nathan. Let's go. <laughs> Damn, son. Zing. Fucking prepared. Prepared. This week we are finally, finally, The Rock has come back to beating Dragon Quest Eleven and being done with it. Um fun long ride long ride thank you for sticking with us on this long ride um i know um you have been seeing dragon quest pop up a lot in your you know weekly things but it's been it's been a great fucking time i really really enjoyed the shit out of this um but we're gonna wrap it up today uh before i get there i would like to remind everybody because i always forget this that on the website the steam machine podcast.wordpress.com there is um a butt plug for you guys to check out <laughs> and by butt plug i mean there's a button that you can press and it will plug you over to the merch store it says merch it's got a big exclamation point next to it you click that it'll take you to threadless.com where you can get a wonderful steam machine podcast shirt or maybe you want some steam machine podcast shoes undies uh backpack whatever may float your boat and you want Steamy's pretty little robot face on there, you can go ahead and snag that. Um, Patreon listeners, ignore the conversation that we had during the Patreon episode. Now, still, go check it out. Also, click the link for the Discord. Come join the Discord. We would love for you to be a part of the community. Uh, I'm I'm throwing this together on the fly, so my mind's kind of scattered at the moment. But come join the community. Come in, vote for the games. We would love to have you. We just saw oh, we had a new person join today, and that was wonderful. Yeah. That was wonderful. Shout out to Tux. Uh, I don't remember the whole name, but I remember Tux, and that was what I called him, so, or her, you, them. That's what I called them. them. So uh, I would like to say shout out to Tux. Thank you for joining. Thanks all the other people who have recently joined that uh, are escaping my memory because I smoke too much pot. Welcome to the show. We all, well, I appreciate you being around. Uh, gentlemen, mm. yep. how, the fuck, how the fuck are you doing this week? I swear an oath to always be here supporting your podcast. There you go. There you go. Now, what about you, fucker? I'm doing good, man. It's been a... Well, I didn't have to work on Monday because the long holiday weekend. It's kind of easing back in. Uh, <clears throat> so far, it's been a really good week. I did stream Dragon Quest three tonight. Almost beat the dang thing. So, join me on Sunday on Twitch TV slash Turtle Bear Man to watch the finale. It's brutal. He actually got to the final boss of the game, and I am pretty sure he had him to his last 200 hit points. Them's the break sometimes. Close. Some slimes. But no cigar. Some slimes. Some slimes. Man, I'm telling you, you've been putting in a lot of Dragon Quest time, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah. I... A, a lot of Dragon Quest time. Let's not beat around the bush. Nate, tell them about your achievement. Yeah, so in 11, I actually got to 100% Steam achievements this time through the game. Like, did just about everything there is to do in the game, man. And 
it's a lot. It, it truly is a lot. I have over 100 hours into this playthrough, which on top of last year playing it on the Switch for the first time, which I had a, close to 100 hours into as well. So I have over 200 hours into Dragon Quest Eleven in my lifetime. <laughs> and, I mean, if that's not a testament to it being a good game, I don't know what the fuck is. I mean, honestly. I think you've, at some points, even before you replayed it, cited as like your favorite like JRPG of all time, or at least like in contention for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, at this point, I definitely think it is my favorite JRPG of all time, just because like the second time, even seeing the flaws that I've mentioned before, the first time playing it, even though they're still there, like I still think that everything great this game does overshadows anything negative. If I could recommend one game that got bring over to PC that's not on PC that would just please bring it over to fucking PC is Persona 5. Right. Because I really like want you guys to experience that game and like I don't want you to have to like play it on PlayStation or any of that kind of shit. Like it would be nice to just be able to play it on the computer. Although I saw something now where PlayStation Plus uh, I'm sorry. I think yeah. Play, uh PlayStation I'm sorry. No, it was PlayStation Now. Uh, you can stream PlayStation Now games on your PC like you can Xbox Game Pass. Really? So, like, I just saw where now, like, PC players can play God of War on PC through PlayStation Now. Uh, I don't know exactly how it works. Uh, I know it kind of think it streams in the background kind of thing. But well, I mean, it's an option. <laughs> it's an option. Um, but, yeah. Um, I just, I really want them to port Persona 5 because that is my game that I think Dragon Quest is right up there with with me. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. So, like... I, I, plus, I just want everybody I fucking know to play it. Like, Ryan, I gave him my physical copy of it on PS4, and I think he's played it once while I was there and hasn't touched <laughs> it since I left. So, yeah. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. Place, or Persona, I almost said PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5 looks like a great one. Now, Persona 5 seems like an incredible game, and, like, it's so stylish and cool, and I definitely want to get into that. But, I mean, jeez. Like, did they I release the it for the style. Switch ever? Because I feel like they wanted to, because why else would Joker be in Smash? I mean, it, it's just such a weird um, thing to me. Pers- Persona 5 Strikers came out on Switch, I believe. Yeah, which but is, that's not the thing. But not Persona 5. But what, what was the follow-up Royal. Persona 5 Royal? Royal. Or? Which I bought that for PS4 and I haven't beaten it yet. Um, I barely even put a lot of time. I I got that and then started this show, so I I haven't touched much of Royal. So I've seen some of the extra content, but not a ton. But like I played like the original when it came out, and fuck, man, it's it's, it's I've said this before, I'm sure, but it's the only game that I've ever like cried multiple times while playing it. Um, stood up and cheered and clapped at my television. Um. And then it just left me with such a good feeling at the end because I got the whatever the fucking true ending is or whatever. It was it was a great game, dude. Just phenomenal. The music, oh my god, the music is one of the best parts of that whole series. The whole Persona series, the music is fire. Uh, might I direct? Literally, one of the reasons we were all so stoked that Persona got into Smash Bros was like those songs, even without the context of the games, they're amazing they're bangers like the vote the vocal songs and the instrumentals both yeah, um with persona 5 the you never see it coming that's that's your battle music that you hear throughout the entire game unless you're in a boss fight and it never gets old it is a testament to a song that i heard it probably thousands of times um in these battles and it's so catchy that i just don't care and I think that's even harder with a vocal track, you know? Yeah. Instrumental, oh, yeah. yeah. You can get away with using the same thing multiple times over and over. But in, but with a vocal track behind it, that makes it a little bit harder, in my opinion. 
Yeah, absolutely. But I never got tired of hearing that girl. You never see it coming. It's so catchy, dude. And then even like Persona 4. I think I talked about this when we did the Persona 4 episode, man. The, the fucking Signs of Love. That song. I put it. There's a loop on uh, YouTube that's like 10 hours long. And I listened to it for like an hour and 45 minutes. Just looping that song over and over. It's so damn catchy. Um, I, real quick before we dive into the depths of Dragon Quest. I want to quickly bring up that um, NIS America is doing a very big dumb dumb thing in my opinion just fucking stupid why the fuck would you do it uh i mean i i get it it business you want to make money yada 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 but they are upping all of their pc game prices after the steam sale is over and some of them aren't affected too much like some of them are going from like 10 bucks to 20 bucks but there's like games that are like 4.99 that are now going to be 19.99 and i'm like that's a big jump that's a big jump for an old ass game and i know that there's like a a bundle release of the old NIS America collection. And it's like Phantom Brave and some other game bundled together. And that'll probably be cheaper. And that'll, that's probably what they were doing is bumping those up. Like Nate, you made a good point before we came on is that they're going to maybe jump the prices up and then throw them on sale often. So people think they're getting a bigger deal. Yeah, really that's my just... theory behind it. I definitely think that's what they're going to do. I think you're going to constantly see NIS game sales going forward. Which, I mean, if they're a decent enough sale, fine enough. But, like, damn, man. Like, you know, it's like Ease 8's been out for a few few years now to the point that when it came out, it was $59.99. And now it's $39.99. Where do you fucking think that you should just jack it back up to $59.99? Where does that make any fucking sense? Other than just trying to make more of that almighty dollar. I don't know. I don't know, man. And it's weird because Ease 9 has not come out yet. So maybe they're trying to cash in on people like waiting for Ease 9. Because Ease 9 is out on everything except PC. Unless it came out um, and I did not know about it. Let me hit the store real quick and check. I think you even noticed it, man. <laughs> Ease. Yeah. It came out two days ago. Oh. So there you, there you go. <laughs> so Ease 9 is out. And uh, God damn, I wish I, I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> All right. Well, here comes the next podcast. Well, right, that'll that'll get added to the no, list. Just, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Eventually, it'll get it'll get out of there. It'll it'll come up eventually. That's not one. If I was going to uh, personally suggest an ease game for the show, it would be eight. Eight is real good. I haven't beat it. Full disclosure. Shocker. Fucking shocker to anyone listening. I know I haven't beat it, but like. I have it on Switch, and I've put a good amount of time into it. And I would like to say, it is the only Switch game that I have bought that wasn't like the little special edition. Like, I got the special edition of Odyssey when I had that, and it came with like a booklet and all some bullshit. But like, when I got Ease 8 on Switch, and I opened it up, it had a manual, it had stickers, it had trading cards, and it had a map. And it wasn't a special edition or anything, it was just... That's good. So I was impressed that it actually came with shit. It's been a long time since I've that cracked a nice. case and it had stuff in it. Yeah, the only game I have like that that <clears throat> I've recently bought, it was a special edition because I bought Sonic Mania Plus for the Switch. And it came with a really cool cover and a bunch of little art books and stuff in there for that. Speaking of plus, good sir. Yeah, like when I bought Breath of the Wild with my Switch, oh, yeah. it actually came with like this cool so. Little- that's Book. that's the version of Breath of the Wild that I wanted to get, and it was out of stock. Um, so I got the I got the Odyssey one, which I ended up trading in Odyssey, but I still have the book around here somewhere. <laughs> um, well, then I didn't end up using the guide when I was playing the game. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I like. I think I used it as bathroom reading material. 
for listeners, I was I we're actually all on webcam right now for the first time, and I I have the uh, guide in arms rate, so I actually flipped it out and showed it. Audio memes. We learned that from Tad Pog. Audio Shout memes. Shout out Tad Pog, Tower and still- Dave Games. Tower and Dave old play games. Or wow. Big, old play games. Tad Optica. But like, we're still in, we're still under Steez. It's unfortunate. The, uh... Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um... Well, what was that mean? kids um I'm, I'm losing my mind uh we could probably lose the last 20 seconds in editing we probably won't no i no i probably won't you're you're right um it probably won't uh so my oblivion fucked up i uh i uninstalled the the mod pack went to reinstall it mod pack is under maintenance so i uh reinstalled skyrim <laughs> and installed this mod pack called Quest, and uh, it's been good so far. But we'll touch more on that next week when I've put some more time into it. Right now, because I cannot remember what I was about to bring up, let's dive into some Dragon Quest. Nate, turning it over to you, good sir. All right. Well, when we last left off, we found out that Veronica had died to save basically everyone at the World Tree when it collapsed. Rip. Ripperino. So the whole party's back together and you do a bunch of stuff. But the whole goal in this part of the game is you find out you need to forge a new sword of light because the Mortigan had destroyed what was the original sword of light. So you go through a bunch of steps. You have to find the forging hammer. You have to find the oracalcum, which is the material used to create the sword of light. And then you have to find the forge itself, which is in Hato. So when you finally have it, you're ready to take on the final boss of Dragon Quest XI. So you fly to the castle in the sky, which is called the... The Fortress of Fear. Exactly, the Fortress of Fear. So you work your way through it, and it's a it's a beefy dungeon. It's my favorite oh, dungeon sure. in the entire game, and I love that dungeon. One thing I thought was really cool about this dungeon was that there's... Um, so when you first start off, there's like... Uh, there's like a, a crystal ceiling above you, so you can't get through it. But as you reach the second floor, you have the ability to use your luminary power to shatter that. And then you can ride a dragon rider up there from that point on, so you can create new shortcuts to that dungeon. And I just thought that was like really satisfying from a gameplay perspective. Yeah, it's definitely an excellent touch, because it saves you time going through. So like, say you're like, okay, mid to the second floor, that's basically a checkpoint. We can go back out to the front of the castle exactly. and save. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But before you even get to enter the castle, you're meet, greeted by another huge boss that you have to fight before you can even go into the castle, which was a pretty big fight. Indignus. Indignus, yeah. Which was the um, Spectral Sentinel, if I remember correctly, that was holding Eric captive. Eric. Yes, yes. So, you finally get to take him down, and then you start going through this huge dungeon, which... It's full of great monsters, and it's one of the few places in the game where you can run into a wild Metal King slime. That's what I was going to bring up, yes sir. Uh, <laughs> my dick was fully erect at that point. <laughs> Just standing stiff, I was like, yes! So it's definitely a good place to grind levels if you're into that soda thing. Critical claim, son. Boom, yes. so glad you told me about that. <laughs> Yeah, so Nate had figured out this great strat where if you use Eric's uh, critical claim ability, he can get, like, a free crit. Both he and Dalton used that. I actually still don't have the critical claim ability yet. 
because I, I, I specced entirely into knives. I didn't actually uh, ever... I, I'm like one... I'm still one level away from picking up critical claim. You're gonna uh, get, get there. there you're gonna get, get there. I will. And, and for full for full record's sake, they're they're ahead of me in the game still. This is the last episode. They're still ahead of me in the game. Yeah, we beat it. Um, Ice is... or So if you ever hear... Real quick, if you ever hear me say Ice, Willie is also known as Ice Brand. So... Yeah, yes. they're the same. So one and the same. So, um, you have quite beat the game. But you're close-ish. Like you're he's in close the enough final to the point where we can talk about everything without yeah. it really being yeah. a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, waka waka waka. <laughs> but anyway, you continue moving through the Fortress of Fear, and you'll start noticing on your map that the end goal of the Fortress of Fear is to reach another section of the map called the Palace of Malice. And I just think that's such a great combination it. of names. You go through the Fortress of Fear to get to the Palace of Malice. That is a yes. marquee match WWF 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Fortress of Fear versus the Palace of Malice. And it's just these four versus the Dungeon of massive Doom. Massive fucking dudes. Yeah, and then you got Dungeon <laughs> Dungeons of Doom coming in there. Kevin Sullivan being like, we're gonna beat them all! Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> right. And so when you enter the Palace of Malice, you're greeted by none other than Veronica. So- oh. So, I don't know, man. Y'all probably knew what was going to happen in this scene, and so did I. But still seeing her was... Mm. Yeah. It was a little bit of a spicy meatball. Yeah, so yeah. Veronica starts telling you all this stuff. It's like... Why did you let me die? And all this kind of stuff. And eventually Serena's like, hell no, this ain't my sister. <laughs> yeah. And she starts playing her harp about it, which is what we would yeah, all Yeah, you know, just get your harp out. That's a, that's the solution to everything. Just play some music. Dalton yeah. can relate. <laughs> when in doubt, whip your harp out. <laughs> and so eventually that image dissipates and you find out it was Jasper that had created this veiled image of Veronica just to mess with you guys because Jasper's a really cool and nice guy. Great, great boy. 10 out of 10. Like grinder again. <laughs> so Jasper's then, cunt. You have a fight with Jasper then, which is a pretty good boss fight. Like, you made a really good joke about what you called him, Willie. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah, okay. So he finally bursts out into his full... Like, every Spectral Sentinel has their own, like, fully-fledged ability or whatever. And so he finally pops out, and he's got these little devil wings, and he pops out, and I'm like, Ah, yes! Finally, Jasper unleashes his full form. Two-winged asshole. <laughs> Basically just a good riff on Sephiroth, the one-winged angel, which I thought was... When he said that to me, I started laughing because I thought that was hilarious. I, I didn't type it out because it just came to me now, but like picturing it in my head, it's just like, Mom, can we get Devil Gin? No, we have Devil Gin at home. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty fun fight. Pretty good fight there. And so, finally, you beat Jasper and you found out Jasper's whole motivation was basically that he was sad that Hendrick had surpassed him in every way. So basically he was just acting out of spite and getting his recognition where he could, which was from the dark side. Yeah, he was he was a whiny little bitch. <laughs> he just wanted recognition from his big brother figure and didn't even know that Hendrick really liked him the whole time. Goofy. That's, this is where this is where people like listeners communication is key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like if if Jasper had been like, "Hey man, I'm I'm gonna go do my whole great hero thing by being a fantastic tactician," 
and Hendrick had just been like, hey man, yeah, dude, you are great at that shit. Just keep that up. Y'all go do that. I'm gonna, you know, kick a slime's ass, because that's what I'm good at. I am literally only good at swinging a sword. I am the himbo of this game. I am a big, stupid asshole with a heart yeah, of Yeah, like, Jasper, did you really expect Hendrick to pick up subtle messages from you? Right? I have him dual-wielding these big axes, like he's literally just Meathead Jones, you know? Yeah, it's not Hendrick's style to pick up on subtleties, let's be real. Except I was going to say, well, he did pick up on Silvando, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true, that's true. We'll get there, we'll get there. So so anyway, you get past um, Jasper, and you're finally on your way to fight Mortigan. So Jasper was the big... Last thing before you fight Mortigan. So you actually get there. And the interesting thing is when you get to Mortigan, he's in a different form than what you had seen him at in um, at the World Tree. He's a big monster form now. And you can recognize that as the form that actually destroyed the Dark Star over Galopolis. It was that form of Mortigan. So you know that Mortigan destroyed the Dark Star for some reason, but unclear why. So anyway, you beat Mortigan out. He's out in that form. He's real buff and tough, so you're going all out to beat him. Finally, you do. But guess what? JRPG. Here comes the second form. Of course. Which And then... Oh, I love this. Go for it. He shows up in a second form because it's a JRPG. He's the final boss. You know you gotta have a second form. And he shows up with... He's like a million times bigger. A million times better. And then his tail is a dragon. And now he is called More Dragon. Just fucking puns, man. Gotta love puns Dragon Quest. This game you, never, you never fail, guys. Y'all are so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so More More Dragon's a pretty good fight. Like his like, there's points where you can only attack the head, parts where you can only attack the tail, and parts where they're both out there together, and you have to manage both of them at once. Now, by this point, I do want to say that like my team was um, Hero. Uh, Hendrick, Jade, and Rob, I think, during during this particular moment. like, uh, And Hero has, uh, I don't remember, I think it's Sword Dance. It's like a seven-hit combo thing with dual-wielding swords. Yeah, sword Dance is really good. Yeah, so I would use that. Um, then Jade had Fast Feet or something like that, where she kicked like six times. Rob had Animal, which... He kicked, or he would do claw attacks, and it would hit like five times. And then Hendrick uh, had um, the one with the axes. I can't remember the name of it, but he would hit like five times. So, dude, I was just throwing mad damage out. Like that was my whole thing was hit him as many times as possible. I literally had that tactic is exactly nothing that you said is something I use. Really, <laughs> I did none of those things. I had hero there for quadra slash, just constantly quadra slashing. I had uh, Hendrik out there for uh, a great sword, unbridled blade, because that would do about 700 damage to a single opponent every time. I used... Wait, hold on. I'm looking at this. Okay, that was yours. Okay, I was like, I had Sylvando there for support, but he would also use that's Amore whenever I could, uh, you know, get a free shot in. But I mostly had him in there because the hustle dance, at that point, if you're managing his charm stat, if you've got his equipment good, he basically gets a multi-heal for the cost of like an eight hit point or eight mp thing instead and in the back uh back post i had serena because at that point she has that whole double you know power but 
that's completely different from what you guys are telling me you did it as. That's crazy. And But I am happy that I did shoot down Morgadren with the That's Amore, which is literally Savando just, like, pointing his finger at someone and just using all the power of love to shoot a beam at this guy with a finger. Yeah. And that's how I killed the final boss of Dragon Quest Unfortunately, I don't remember which party I used for that fight. Fair. But I know it was Hero and Hendrick and two other people, because you don't play without Hero and Hendrick at that point in the game. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, I do I do, I do. do want to say I did uh, switch out Rob for Serena ap- in the, after this stuff. So Yeah. Continue, so, so yeah, that is, and I, anybody that's beat that part of the game, I say yes, you beat Dragon Quest Eleven. I think that is a one hundred percent fair statement. But there's more. <laughs> yeah. So after you more. beat defeat more dragon, the castle begins to fall apart, and as it's falling apart, you get an actual because most of the cutscenes in the game I've noticed are basically just using the. I don't think you use sprites for three D, but the sprites from in game. This was actually full CGI cutscene where you're running and trying to get out of the castle before it's falling apart, obviously. Um, and in this cutscene, you just finally jump onto... Um, hold on, sorry. Cetaceous shows up, and you can jump onto Cetaceous back before the um, castle falls completely apart. And as the castle falls, you know, because Mordigan had taken the heart of Yggdrasil, basically, it falls as well. And as the castle's falling, you can see Yggdrasil also starting to rise back up because the heart has been freed from the castle. And, you know, and as you fly off, you see some sparkly stuff on the ground, get a nice little set of cutscenes, and then credits. And because you get credits, that's why I say you beat the game if you beat that part. Yeah, because it takes you back to the main menu. And it in no way, it in no way that I can remember, now correct me if I'm wrong, um tells you that there is more now the only thing that you would notice would be different is there's a little star by your save file at that point yeah you do get a star by your save file yeah i I just don't remember it saying that like there was more after that unless maybe it did say like the journey continues or something it does say at the very if you rejoin the game it does say something and then it says to be continued at the end yeah maybe that's what it was and then you have to join it again because that ends the game yeah so then you can go back into the game and then it keeps going. It keeps going. There's more stuff to do. So that, th- I was gonna say at that point, it's just an ass load of side quests going and wrapping up, like ticking ten things like that. Oh, Rook, before I forget, did you do all the ticking ten stuff? If so, how does that wrap up? Because I'd love to know. I will tell you about that. Okay. There is still a pot reason you want to get to the third act. Yeah. As we we call it, the third act. Yeah, I mean, it is the third act to me of the game because like the that one the end of the game is after the second act, but then there's the third act, and I, I'll get into the toggle talk, stuff okay. a little bit more. Okay. But it's nothing too spoilerific, to be honest. So don't stress out too much about that. And actually, it's kind of a silly end to that whole plot, that whole thing. But anyway, so the third act, you. Rab brings up that he saw some kind of text that says something about bringing back the dead. So as a group, you get the gang back together and um, s- celebrating the world, you decide to investigate it. So at this point, you also learn about the timekeeper and find the time ke- time key at the uh, Watcher's Ruin that fell near Dundrasil. So you're over in that area and you find that key. 
then Eric mentions that there's this tower that he knows of that's completely abandoned and no one knows what it's about, but he says it might have something to do with it. So you go to the tower, and yeah, that is the time tower. So there you Now open- that place, yeah. real quick, that's the place where they're all, all the little uh, tacos are walking up it and stuff, yeah. right? That was a cool visual when I first got there. And was looking around how you can just see tacos everywhere. And then they're just like a bunch of them walking up the tower and stuff. It was it was a really cool visual. Yeah, it is really neat. Because like, the tacos defy physics, man. They just kind of walk wherever they want to. Like There's even scenes in the game where they're like walking up Rab's leg or whatever. And he doesn't notice yeah. it at all. So I love how the tacos move up the tower when they're going up there too. Because it's just like... Physics do not apply to these little dudes. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah they just orthogonally walk up. Like if they're walking horizontally, they'll suddenly walk vertically when they hit the wall, and that's just it. They just keep waddling. Yeah. Okay. So then you get into this ta- this tower because the time key clearly works there, and then you meet this character called the timekeeper. And the timekeeper is basically looks like this giant taco that has like fully fledged arms and legs. Looks kind of like humanoid more so than even a taco does. Um, and here you discover that the only way to bring back the dead is to literally change the past. So in order to do that, um, only the Luminary has the ability to do that. So he's the only one that can go back and make this happen. So if you choose to do this, you lose everything that has happened. You know, you lose everything that's happened. You lose the killing of Mortigan. You lose the Sword of Light. You lose everything to go back into a certain point to change history. Um, the only thing you have is because it doesn't really explicitly say this it went at the very end of the game, but you get Mordigan's sword, the one that he created from the Sword of Light, but it's now the Sword of Darkness, sword which of is darkness. actually a really cool, great sword, and I kind of dig yeah. it. But yeah, it's nice. um, you're so, a hero. Why are you using such a dark-looking sword? Yeah. <laughs> so if you decide to do this, you actually get dropped back to the day you initially went to Yggdrasil before you got screwed over by Jasper, before Hendrik became your ally and all this stuff. And there's like a big emotional scene where everybody's telling you goodbye and Hendrik's like, we may not have been, we may not be allies when you return, but I will find my way back to being your loyal and steadfast companion. <laughs> Yeah, he's I love Hendrix, so, dude. He's such so a proper. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if you make the decision, you use the sword of light to break the time sphere, which is what holds time together, and it zaps you back to the moment you went to Yggdrasil. And so, you pick up right where you left off, and you're like, "Wow, everything, all your memories, or all their memories of you from that moment on are gone." Everybody's like, "Why do you act so surprised to see me when you see Veronica there alive?" And know that you now have the chance to change history. Yeah, that was a cool moment. Um, yeah. Was up, still upset though. Still upset. I'll, we'll touch on it more later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, still upset with the Veronica situation. Continue. Yeah. And so then there's like little changes here and there throughout the plot. You get up to the World Tree, and at that point, you're going to get the Sword of Light out of the tree, but you remember at the last second. You know. you know what's about to happen, so you turn around and you slash that black orb that um, Jasper's about to send at you with the Sword of Darkness. And Jasper's like, what the hell? How could he have known? And so then you actually... And then you can actually use the Sword of Shadows to shatter that weird, like, aura that he had before. And all of a sudden, he realizes, oh, he is messed up. Yeah. And so at that point, you actually defeat Jasper then and there. <laughs> and, yeah. then and then Hendrick and King Carnelian show up. And it's like, 
Hendrix like, I told you Jasper was the problem the whole time. It's like, Hendrix like, look at him. What is going on here? And so then, at that point, you know that um, Mortigan has control over King Carnelian, but nobody else does. So Hero has to play it cool there and just act like everything's fine. Especially because King Carnelian is acting like Jasper was the evil all along. And now the hero must get the Sword of Light out of the tree and all this kind of stuff. The dead giveaway to me um, that the party should have picked up on, and I think Jade did, is when he sees Jade and she's like, Father, he goes, oh, oh yes, um, Jade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he didn't immediately recognize, like, I don't know. That was my thing where I think Jade probably started picking it up on. There was something iffy. Yeah, and so then King Carnelian actually just is like, Good job, the Luminary is the hero. Please come to a party at my castle. Oh, this is after he stabs Jasper. Yeah, yeah, he stabs Jasper right through the heart. Oh, yeah, he literally executes yeah. Jasper there for failing. Well, you know. For for, for betraying yeah, him. Yeah, but really, for failing. Yeah. Hendrick looks at him like, what the hell? Yeah, nobody was expecting it. It was just like, oh, shit, where'd that dagger come from? Or I think he'd know his sword, his drew his sword. Yeah, and so then you make it to this party at the castle, and... You find out everybody from Cobblestone is fine, and Cobblestone just has to rebuild at this point. Cobblestone will be okay. There's no, like, Last Bastion situation anymore. Um, and then that night, things get kind of weird <laughs> at the castle. It's like, Carnelian comes into your room, tries to take the sword, and then this, like, hand just slaps him away from it. He's like, what the hell? He's like, why can't I touch the Sword of Light? And Hero's just like, why are you in my room, essentially? And then <laughs> yeah. this big commotion happens, and King Carnelian just completely loses the ability to hold it together, essentially. He doesn't understand what is causing him not to be able to touch the sword, and that's at the point that everybody's like, yeah, this ain't the king. And Mortigan just abandons the body, and you end up fighting Mortigan in the castle that night. Yeah. Now... That's where you you actually defeat him, defeat him, correct? Yeah, you yeah. actually kill Mortigan right then and there, and at that point it's like, oh man, everything's gonna be all right now. Yes, it looks good. Looks good. We finally taken care of the Dark One before he could cause the calamity that destroyed the world. Everything's gonna be a okay. But remember how I said Mortigan destroyed the Dark Star that was falling over Galopolis? He Air couldn't do that this time. So, there's another that was trapped through Erdwin's Lantern slash the Dark Star, and that is the new villain. Yeah, the new villain for the end of the towards the end of the game. Now, that little fucking tackle that was following you around the whole time that looked like a uh, a nighttime sky. Like all the rest of them looked like little white little ghosts. This one was dark with this weird seething thing on the inside of it. And that's the little dude who was whacking away Mortigan's hand, right? And that, yeah. like, and yeah. he, he the he the one that was like, whenever the the star is falling out of the sky, he's underneath it, um, and then Mortigan destroys it, and he's all sad. Mm-hmm. But then this time, there's no one there to destroy it, and he's there and happy, and he is the one who ends up uh, fusing with it. Did Essentially, yeah, because I think it's part of him's up there, but his like soul or whatever taco form it is has been roaming the earth trying to find a way to go to get back into the dark star itself yeah wild and so that's where you find that there's this new big bad in the town called Kalasmos. Kalasmos, which to me looks like 
those little dudes from Near Automata. Like, they have the little round heads with the big eyes. That's what it reminded me of. But, like, a big fucking jacked up Scott Steiner version of one of those. <laughs> yeah, and that ends up being the true final boss of the game is Kalasmos. And, essentially, in this third act, you're going back through and doing things that you kind of didn't act to. But you're noticing that now that you're in it the second time, you're able to wrap up these stories to give them better endings than they had before. Like... This one might be a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't think you're going to be too brokenhearted about it. But in Hato, when you found out that Ryu was the dragon, and mm. you're actually able to save both Ryu and his mother in this version. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's stuff like that. The things were, were, yeah, you were able to fix the problems going on there. Something went wrong. You're kind of able to go back and fix those things that went wrong and make it just a pure happy ending for a lot of these situations. And so you go through all those kind of things, leveling up, getting really strong, and then you eventually go to fight Kalasmos. Fuck, man. See, I missed out on so many of the ending side quests then, because I just went and hit Dra- uh, Slime Island and <laughs> leveled up till I thought I was good to go to Kalasmos. But, I mean, at, at a certain point, the uh, all your levels are taken away except heroes. And I was max level. I had everybody max level except Veronica. And then when you go back in time... It nerfs everyone back to what they were at back then. And uh, so I had this level 99 hero with everyone else being like level 40 something. So like any enemies that would pop, it was like Eric got to go first and he would attack. And then maybe somebody else would attack. And then hero would just be like squish and they would just die. Uh, But yeah, there's a lot of quests that I didn't know. But then yeah, you get blessed with the uh, getting all your levels and stuff back eventually. You're so So upset I had to DM you and tell you about that. (laughs) Yeah, I I was like... I think I messaged you and I said, so the whole fucking second act was bullshit, huh? It was just for fucking nothing. And it was just, it just got retconned. Like, what what the fuck is going on here? And you were like, minor spoiler, don't worry, you'll get that back. And I was like, oh, thank God. I, I, I was glad you didn't tell me when, but I was also glad that you told me that I was going to get it back so I didn't spend another, you know, 20 hours grinding. Yeah. And then, like, so when I got sent back to the past two, I thought, like, oh, this is going to be, like, a few different side quests. Like, I figured, oh, well, I'll get sent back to the past. I'll fix, you know, Veronica's death, and then I'll zoom back to the future, and we'll have Veronica, and maybe we'll fix a couple different things. Like, I didn't think it was going to be a completely new side-split story. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be more like Dragon Warrior 7, where it was like, we're going to piecemeal fix all these different points of the past. Spoilers for Dragon Quest 7. But then, like, (laughs) it's a good game. I, don't know, I didn't finish it, but I, I really liked what I played of it. It, it. it was basically like you travel through time fixing all these little islands that had been wiped off the face of the planet. And when you fix them, they come back to the world. At the start of Dragon Quest Seven, you think you're the only yeah. island left, the little tiny Fisher Island, at the very start of the game. And then you find out it's a huge world that just had been goofed up by some horrible yeah, or I know that Dragon Quest Eleven is like a 100-hour game. I've heard that Seven is like a 200-hour game. I didn't finish it, I'll be honest. I only played on the PlayStation. Seven might be the last one I get to. <laughs> oh, I just... But like, oh, go ahead. I did like also that when we got back from the past, like, there's still ripples of the timeline that existed. Like, when you meet Grandmaster Pang again, she's like, I thought we would only meet again after your death. And it's like, she's like, I also had a bit of a feeling that we've met before. You know, little things like that are like, um... I don't know, when everyone got to the Yggdrasil, they were like, you know, this feels strangely familiar. Like, a little bit of that energy got sent 
through mm-hmm. the timeline with you. It wasn't just you and, you know, Colasmos yeah. or whatever. Like, I thought that was neat. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think it kind of touches on, like, if you think about, like, deja vu in your normal day-to-day life, mm-hmm. I think they're kind of having, like, deja vu, but it's of an actual timeline that happened and kind of make you think of something like your deja vu. Hey, I wonder if this is from another timeline or something. Like, like it's Mandela kinda... effect. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so not to go too far into all that, because... You know, you get another true ending after the game, and I'll let y'all play through it to get to that one. But, <laughs> um, like Dalton was asking, is there a bunch of stuff at the end of the Tackle quests? And yes, you actually have to beat Kalasmos before you can finish the last Tackle quest. So there's a post thing to do after the post game. <laughs> after Jesus. You beat so you can beat Kalasmos, and you can get the item you need to finish the last Tackle quest. And it opens up to... Um, so you know there were ten shrines around in the top rooms. It opens up the stairwell in the back, and there's an eleventh shrine back there. Oh shit! Man, that's awesome. <laughs> and so it basically, basically makes you fight all these because it talks about it a bit how like there are all these monsters that came through and ruined all these books, all the tomes. So now, you end up fighting those said monsters that ruined the tomes in those. Some of the tomes you would get, it was like you couldn't complete them when you first got them. Are there like other tomes that you're having to do first, or were they all like you just had to find like the next part of that book to then finish? You basically, have to find the next part of the book. There's some that you do that if you beat the one in there, it'll give you the password while you're in the book. But there's others that are just meant for you to find later in the game. So like, there's some you can't find till Act Two. There's some you can't find till Act Three. It's just kind of stuff like that. Um, okay, but. In the very end, if you beat everything of that, you finally... <laughs> and this is the thing that I, I was kind of wild for me in this game. There's actually a super boss at the very end. So if you actually, after you beat all the taco stuff, there's still one more thing to do. And it's you fight a super boss called the Time Worm. Neither one of you are going to do this, so I don't mind talking about it. <laughs> you might, but I don't mind talking about it. It's basically just a reskin of More Dragon. So it uses the same character model as More Dragon does, except for it's like gold and creepy and all that stuff. But you essentially can't beat this fight without cheesing it, I don't think. I was level 99. I had to use this um, pep power that I will not name because it actually is kind of spoilery to name it. But it makes your party invincible for a certain number of turns so you don't take any damage. And then use Magic Burst with Veronica, and then use Elfin Elixirs to fill up her magic back to the top. Keep using Magic Bursts and Pep Pop Pops to get your team pepped back up so you can use the Pep Powers again. It's just a pain in the butt, and it keeps track of how many turns it takes you to beat it. There's a special achievement if you do it in under 50 turns. I did it in 52 turns, and I wasn't going back to do it again. But in order to get Jade's last outfit, which is kind of a slap in the face to me... um, you have to beat the Time Worm, period. And the last costume you get is the one that Booga makes her wear. Oh, the, the oh, blue one? Yeah. Your literal least favorite My part of the game. My literal least favorite part of the game was the final reward for beating oh, the super man. boss of the game. <laughs> and you know, you know, like, I didn't... I don't know. I didn't put Jade in the bunny outfit. I know James said that he liked having Jade in the bunny outfit. But that was just his own personal choice. But I like. I liked her in like the Warrior Princess. Yeah, look. those are the ones I liked as well. Yeah, I have her own Warrior Princess right now too. Or the. Uh, the, the... I just actually finished making. And, that I, I like having Veronica today. in like black cat costume. 
I did switch um, Jade into the one that looked like Warrior Princess, but it was like black and red. Yeah. And then I had Serena at the end in like this goth looking costume type thing. Like it looked pretty cool. I also I did the trials um, five times so I could get all those rewards. Nice. Um, so I uh, I went I you know I know you're shaking your head. I did this first trial over and over and over. Oh. <laughs> I just I just ran through it five times and then I did the other two once. Or no no I'm sorry I ran through it three times yeah. did the other two once. Um, but I uh, have you seen the trials in Dundrasil yet? Oh, I was thinking you meant the uh, no. Will of Harma, which that's what I was shaking oh, my head. No, no. no there's like, trials no, I'm not in Dungeon Dungeon as well that you'll get to do. No, I haven't those are actually fun. Still yet, no. Okay. Well, uh, the the rewards aren't anything like spoiler. Spoiler. It's a new word. Story spoiler. 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 There's a, a, another race that you can unlock in Galapagos. Excuse me. Um, there's uh, having your true love waiting for you at home, which I I want to bring that up here yeah. in a second, but like. Um, the main one was there is an item that you can make Serena's hair short on command. So I got that because I preferred Serena with the short haircut. Like, I think it looked better. Um, unfortunately... Does that give her the short haircut powers? No, it doesn't. It just gives no, the short haircut actually is bad because it doesn't have any buffs to the accessory itself. So if you put it on, you're basically giving up an accessory spot. Yeah. Ah. Worth it in my opinion, but that's just me. <laughs> what I didn't one. get... What I waited for the entire fucking game and didn't get was a nice little accessory that made Veronica normal size. Because you see her in the opening cutscene normal size. There's multiple times during the game where it flashes and you see her normal size, you know? And, like, I wanted to do a fuck, Mary kill. Veronica, uh, Serena, and Jade. And, obviously, that's weird. So, I have... I, <laughs> yeah, if one of them is a I, child. I have to thing. say, like, adult Veronica... <laughs> <laughs> which still doesn't work. I just I have to leave yeah, this because nope, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It just doesn't work, and I, I wanted that to be a thing that we could choke and end on. But really, <laughs> like, what? What? Uh, I guess we could replace it with like the seer in female form. It's just basically, or I don't know. Yeah, so it doesn't work, man. It's, it's sorry. It's sorry, it just doesn't work. It, it I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take uh, the the two that aren't kill and uh, just throw Jade on both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just call it there. And uh, anyways, um, so one of the things you can get is your true love is waiting for you at home, and that is obviously Gemma and uh, or Gemma. It's Gemma. Gemma I think it's, it's Gemma. I think it's Gemma. Yeah. So uh, you go back home to her. It's her for Gemma Lee. And <laughs> presumably, y'all have sex. Like she, th- what she was hinting at to me was like, do you think we could? Oh, I I don't know. Never mind. Don't mind me. I'm just I'm just talking. And things like that. I'm like, this girl's trying to be like, yo, can we sleep together? Maybe not fuck, but like, you want to stay the night type thing? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, maybe we could kiss some. You are married. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. It happens. Well, at, at, at that point, yeah. Um, and But before, like, before, like throughout the whole game, she's kind of hinting around. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I, I hope you come home, that kind of yeah. thing. So, From the fucking start. Like, even when you're going up the fucking cobblestone tar, everyone's, like, when you come back down, they're like, oh, you and Gemma, yeah. you know, it's a pretty good mix. Now, people on Reddit, on this, uh, of course, it's always Reddit, uh, on this <laughs> thing that I saw. Of course, it's always fun. We're saying that uh, this, this this one particular person was saying that he felt that the relationship between Hero and Gemma was forced. That, like, they forced it upon you. Like, you didn't have any choice or whatever. And I was like... It wasn't 
even part of anything. It was literally just there for filler content. It didn't fucking matter. And that's why do you people care? It's not a like, dating sim, y'all. This game is not a dating sim. Yeah, what a dating there wasn't. Sim, go play something else. <laughs> and like Persona has, where you can date some of the girls, but that game's got slice of life elements to it. You know what I'm saying? It's not a straight RPG. Whereas Dragon Quest is a straight RPG. Like there is none of that. Like you said, there's no dating sim stuff and. I just it's just weird to me that like to even say that because like that never once occurred to me ever I was like man they're really forcing this cute blonde girl that loves my dude down our throat like wait okay so there's this girl she loves him cool i hope i make it to the end of the game so they can be happily ever after right. and have babies and stuff like what the fuck i guess if you're that obsessed with self-inserting yourself into the game and you wish that you got to marry jade or something I mean, that's your own problem but like don't self-insert this game was i, I don't know whatever I don't even like when you got the point where you could like, there was like a scene in the uh, Tickington where you would like rehearse like marriages with people. And the first two people I approached was Sylvando and uh, Amnesiac Eric. Cause I was like, those are my choices, man. Yeah. Like I would pick those above the reincarnation of my past self's wife or whatever. And then like the guy I actually played as, I was like, I don't know. I felt like he actually had some chemistry with Jenna. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I just don't. I don't. People are weird, man. People are strange. When you're a strange. When you're a stranger. People seem ugly when you're alone. When you're a. When you're strange. Cases come out of the range when you're strange. We're gonna get DMCA when you're strange. I mean, it has to actually sound like the song to get DMCA. So I think we're gonna be okay. That's That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, man, so like, yeah, I don't agree with that, but overall, like, I just think the game was really well put together, constructed, and the story, while not especially deep, I think did a good job of creating an emotional effect and keeping it at a good pace. I felt that the game, the leveling system in the game was consistent throughout, and like, it was a really good RPG in the fact that I don't think it made you sit in the same spot and grind forever, you could continue playing the game without having to do a lot of grinding, and I think that's kind of how Willie played it, but it also rewarded the hell out yeah. of you if you did grind for a while because then you could just snap through things like Thanos, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the pacing was well done, especially for a game this long. I don't feel like I ever sat in the same place bored out of my mind for very long. Uh, I did, but I did it to myself uh, <laughs> sitting on Slime Island. That was my own fault, though. Like, so I wouldn't hold that against the game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just wanted to sit on Slime Island and grind, man, I get it. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to sit there and grind until I saw a Metal King Slime. Um, little did I know that I had to wait till so much longer in the game to actually see one of those, but I finally <laughs> did, so I was happy. I was happy. Um, I give it... I've got my qualms with it, so I won't give it a perfect score, but I would say that this is easily 9, 9.5 Slimes. It's up there. I, uh, I only just now realized that I have to give it a score out of 10, which is why I was, like, making that face. Uh, nobody's going to be surprised at my score. <laughs> this game, like, even though like, I do have some problems with it, I don't think anything in life you're going to go through and not have a single problem with, but it can still Absolutely. be perfect. So this game definitely gets Dragon Quest Eleven out of 11 slimes. I didn't even think about doing 11 out of 11. What would I change? What would I actually change in this game? 
How would I make it different that would make it a better game? I have one suggestion. I, what's that? Certain points, they should just go from cutscene to cutscene. Instead of cutscene, give you control of the character, you take three <laughs> steps, fair. another cutscene. Like, just give me the flow of cutscenes and pop me in at the end of it. Like, I would rather sit there for ten minutes and watch them in full than watch a five-minute one, think I'm about ready to go fight something, take three steps, and then I'm in another five-minute cutscene. It's like, not necessarily that they were five minutes. I'm using that as an arbitrary number, but... You know what I'm saying? Like I would just rather them hit me with them and then let me go. Other yeah. than that, really, I have no qualms with the game. Like literally, that's my that's my complaint is that sometimes the cutscenes were placed in weird spots. But I haven't felt this kind of love for an RPG since like when I was much younger and I played Final Fantasy, I played Dragon Quest VIII, all of those games, and I think I would be remiss to give this thing less than a perfect score because I really do think this game was. Uh, everything i actually wanted a japanese rpg to be i'm gonna just pop it 10 out of 10 without the funny 11 of 11 thing that's great that's really good shit uh appreciate that no 10 metal slimes and you managed to hit all 10 wow Woo! look at you both coming in better than me i'm just like yeah 9.5 and you guys are coming out with all these cool this game truly is a like a love letter to like our generation of growing up playing rpgs like it seriously hits all the notes and just does things that the games of the past did just in a, I'm just going to say a better way. It just took all we yeah. loved as kids playing RPGs and did it better. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping that they don't, uh, I, I talked with James a little bit, and you'll be able to listen to that episode now, Willie. Uh, you'll be able to yep. listen to that. Uh, I, I talked with him a little bit about Dragon Quest Twelve, saying that they're going to change up the combat style a little bit. And James is say, saying that he hopes it's more like how they did the new Legend of Heroes game, where it's like still turn-based, it's just a little different, but still has that core, like it didn't change its core, so we can only hope. Because really, I would like to see Square Enix do whatever the fuck they keep doing with Final Fantasy, like, they're gonna keep doing whatever the fuck they want to do with that, is what I meant, like... It, you know, they're gonna make it action RPG. They got it. You know, Kingdom Hearts sold really well, so let's fucking make every game Kingdom Hearts. I just hope they don't start doing that to Dragon Quest as well. Yeah, that would absolutely break my heart. <laughs> yeah, we need that like solid turn-based. We can always count on it being turn-based. Like, if you want one of the side games, that's fine. But like, the main series does not break from what it's supposed to be. I think you have Dragon Quest and. In another vein, you have Persona, because Persona, like the, while Persona is a spinoff of a spinoff, um, because I, or, well, maybe because I know Megami Tensai was the original thing, then it was Shin Megami Tensai, mm-hmm. and then Persona spun off of Shin Megami Tensai, and the first one was actually Shin Megami Tensai Persona, um, but it's just different, you know what I mean? Like Shin Megami Tensei's kind of held its own; it it hasn't really changed much. It's just adult Pokemon. Is exactly what it is. Dark, depressing Pokemon, and you're collecting demons and stuff instead of Pokemon. And then Persona is the exact same style of the game, but added in slice of life and like dating sim type stuff and really getting to know your parties and things like that. And like those series have stuck to what they're good at, whereas Dragon Quest is also stuck to what it's good at. And like I said, they're going to keep doing whatever the fuck they want with Final <laughs> Fantasy, which, like, you know, that that is what it is. Uh, I personally enjoyed 15. I haven't beat it, but I enjoyed what I played of it. Um, and I, I what I played of 13 back in the day on PS3, I liked it. So I, I have that in my library, and I look forward to playing that as well. Um, but this, 
new thing, this Final Fantasy Origin, I think is what it's called. It, it just doesn't, you know, it didn't grab me. I don't think it grabbed either of you guys either. So it's just, they're doing weird shit with that series. I just want them to not fuck with Dragon, you Dragon know, Quest. I think they could get away <laughs> with doing something with Dragon Quest. And I think they kind of did a little bit with this one. Because, like, as it is, it's a turn-based game. But when you get a new party member, no matter who it is, they're not set to follow orders. They're automatically set to perform actions based on fight wisely or something like that. Where they, you do have True. this ability in Dragon Quest Eleven to not control your characters at all and just have them fight based on a script kind of thing. And I think that they can move forward doing something with Dragon Quest Eleven to where there is the ability to have multiple combat systems in the same game where you can toggle a switch that if you want that more action RPG experience, you could toggle that switch while also pleasing the fans and having that um, still turn-based system for idiots like me who are never going to grow up. And and that's that's doable because even non-JRPG, Pathfinder Kingmaker, uh, PC, CRPG, um, has a normal um, real-time battle strategy stuff, and then it also has... Uh, turn-based so it's like you can either go in there and it's like uh baldur's gate style or you can go in there and it would be uh more turn-based esque where everybody takes their turns and goes and stuff like that so it, it, it's doable like you can do both like i'm just um, like what i'm getting is i'm just not going to give up hope that they're going to screw up my battle system entirely for 12 because i think that i hope that they know that we love it i did like the free cam in 11 yeah. i didn't use it for most of the game i used uh standard or whatever the old system but like towards the end when i started kind of getting worn out about it i switched to that camera and being able to run around a little bit just completely <laughs> yeah. completely changed my my uh opinion i was like okay yeah so i can actually like run in there and then do the move and make it look all cool and stuff yeah i thought that was a cute addition like and i know it did absolutely nothing but like i just moved like Silvando behind somebody before i stabbed him with a knife <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 For sure. Or like have uh, Hendrick just run in there and stand between them with these two big axes, just like hit me. Even though they would still attack Serena <laughs> yeah. behind them. <laughs> like it, maybe that's something they could do to make the combat as well. Make that actually do something. That if you pull yeah. Hendrick out front, they're going to attack Hendrick more often. Or like say if you wanted to do a specific pep, you maybe had to be in a formation. So there's stuff you, know, you like can do. Stand in a diamond change, and yeah. then. There's stuff you can do. They'll change the battle system, but still keep it turn-based. I think that's actually... A, we just came up with a great thing right there. I think we should do... We should that's make right. a game that uses this. That's right. Or Square Wait, Enix Pay Us. 64. Did you say Gex 64? Quest oh, 64. I thought you said Gex Basically, 64. Very oh, did <laughs> I never yeah. played Quest 64, and I don't think many people did. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't no, that supposedly like one of the only RPGs on the 64, and also like one of the worst? Which it is... was. And yeah, it was. <laughs> that's a... So we've got our work cutouts for us, lads. It wasn't Paper Mario, so that's just that's that's the whole thing. Is like it wasn't Paper Mario. Um, is there anything else that you guys would like to touch on, man? You know, I think that's it for Dragon Quest Eleven. Like I said, I put two hundred hours into this game over two playthroughs now. Absolutely love it, and it's a good place to close the book for a while. <laughs> I I can. I think we can move on to housekeeping, yeah. man. All right. Uh, as far as housekeeping goes, uh, I do believe the next game is Blair Witch. Um, that should be coming out next week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and ahead of time apologize to a one Mr. Mike Tyson from Factory Sealed. Um, 
Factory Sealed Retro Gaming Podcast. Shout out. Love those guys. Uh, I don't think I'm going to like this game as much as you did. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been playing it some, and like not to spoil too much for next week, uh, I'm not having a blast. I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not having a blast. It is the style of game that I almost feel like I would enjoy watching someone play more to get the story out of it without me having to deal with some of the mechanics that are in the game because I'm very invested in figuring out what is going on, but I don't necessarily want to do what it is to figure out what is going on. So I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll play it more, but that's just my first thoughts on it. Um, and then I also, so I, our most listened to episode I've touched on is Doki Doki literature club. Uh, which is still hilarious to me because that episode so got thrown together right at the fucking end. Like, it just got thrown together. And uh, they just came out with Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, which is a new version of it with, like, added material and and uh, some, some other things. So I might look into getting that on here for the show and playing through that because it's like, A, it's gonna, apparently it's going to draw eyes in. Because it's the most listened to episode of the show is the first Doki Doki Literature Club, and two, I would like to see what was added. Uh, um, another bonus to that is you have somebody sitting in this group that has never played or watched any Doki Doki Literature Club playthroughs. My oh, God, shit, that's true. That's true. Oh shit! And and um, you, you're you're speaking of yourself, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. Go ahead and, okay. okay. <laughs> You don't have to worry about it triggering you for anything, <laughs> so because like you don't have uh, some of the issues that it covers in the game, so uh, that would be nice. That'll be nice, and that's not even spoilery. Like it tells you. I don't know if you've ever. Oh, you said you've never seen anything. When you load it up in the beginning, it's like yeah. this game's not for kids. This game is uh, mature. Yada yada yada. And then you click OK, and then it tells you again. It's yeah. like, no, seriously, this game contains sensitive material. Are you OK with playing this? And then you go into the game. So Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I might, I wouldn't stream that to Twitch, but I would stream that to YouTube. Yeah, I, I would, I would sit here and watch fun. the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I really would, because yeah. it would be so funny to watch you uh, react. I know you know a couple things about the game, but I don't think you know all No, the thing things. is, is like I, I've never watched it. I don't really even know what the complete art style of the game or anything like that. It would be so, like, I don't have the visualization of what happened. Like, I know I've listened to a couple of Tad... Like, Tadpog, that is one of them. I've listened to a couple of podcast episodes about it, but no, I've never played or seen it myself. Oh, man. Yeah, we might have to... And I'm not retaining the information from it. That's super great either. <laughs> Oh yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll hash that out. That'll be on the docket at some point, hopefully soon, because that that intrigues me. That intrigues me. Um, but so uh, Blair Witch, and then after that, uh, at this moment, there's a poll up that anyone can come join the Discord. Again, if you go to the Steam Machine Podcast.wordpress.com, there is a link to the Discord on there. Join. Uh, your vote matters. Vote. Vote. Vote or die. And uh, rock the vote. Vote or vote. Rock the vote. Come and, uh, you know, pick. Uh, right now, Portal 2 is in the lead. Up against some absolute bangers. It's up against uh, Death Stranding, Control Ultimate Edition, Mortal Kombat Complete Edition, and Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition. And Portal 2 is winning. If that is a testament to that game, I don't know what the fuck else is. Because those are all complete bangers. And Portal 2 is coming in on top. Oh, bangers in my opinion. Personally. Um, and then the week after that. Mr. Nate has chosen 
Gato Roboto. So whatever whatever wins that poll after after Blair Witch, after the next game, we're going to be jumping into Gato Roboto. And then we'll figure it out from there. We're either going to do another poll vote or put a poll vote up and then do a... Uh, no, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. That's a lot. To, that's a, I'm planning too far in the future for my brain to work right now. Um, <laughs> Calm it down. Other though. than that, go, go ahead and uh, plug your stuff, good sir. Yeah, um, I am at Turtle Bear Man on Twitter, where I do tweet, and I stream on Twitch.tv slash Turtle Bear Man, and I do stream. I took a week off, but I'm back at it now. And if you come in this Sunday, you'll actually get to watch me beat Dragon Quest Three. I'm 100% beating Dragon Quest III on Twitch Sunday, 1.30 p.m. Central Time. Be there. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. And join Nathan's stream. Do not even worry about me. Just go to twitch.tv slash Man and just sit <laughs> there. Because eventually it will be Sunday and he is going to win that game. But um, I do have the uh, Ice Brain Studios screen name on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, I don't scream much. I don't tweet ever. But here I am. But you can still go give them a follow. That's always nice. You could. Um, I need to put a button on the website for your Twitch page. Oh, thanks. That would be nice. I, I will eventually hit affiliate. I just haven't made a push for it. Fair point. Fair point. I mean, I'm probably eventually just going to stream a bunch of Doom stuff. But In fact, you know, I ought to... I've been really busy lately. I'm gonna just put both y'all on there since like y'all are on here damn near every week. I should just have buttons for y'all's twitches and shit on there. Like, be mm, nice. This is just me hashing out on the air. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of Dragon Quest Eleven. We will catch you next week for some motherfucking Blair Witch. Pants will be shat. As always, they're Willie and Nate, the brothers of motherfucking destruction. My name is Dalton, and as always, I think I just said as always, but I'm gonna say it again. Again, as always. Take it easy. He's usually Dalton. <laughs> I'm usually Dalton. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, music! <laughs> <laughs>